owning a business normally, one of your biggest costs is customer acquisition. You've got a head start there. You're a creator. You've got a built-in audience. So you can do something that the current owner can't do. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. All right, guys, I'm excited about this episode because I think creators have been relying too much on one single source of income for too long. I've been in the influencer marketing business for a long time, and it's been just that for so long. It's people making money by building an audience and then monetizing by running sponsored ads, by relying on Google AdSense, really just taking the money from the brands and leaving it at that. And there are so many ways right now you can make money as a creator. So I'm going to go over 9 ways that you can make money as a creator. Now, a couple things off the top. I'll start off with some pretty easy ones. Uh, Not that everyone's doing them, but they'd be pretty easy to implement depending on the category that you're in. Uh, As we get down the list, some of them are going to be a little more out there. And the last couple are going to be totally insane. But I promise you this, there will be examples of creators doing these things. There probably are already some. But there's going to be examples of creators doing all these things. The only question is, who's going to do it and will it be you? So let's go off and start off with a few easy ones. So the first way a creator can make money is through affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing, which is very different from the typical sponsored content that a lot of creators are doing on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube. So let me start off by just telling you a little more what affiliate marketing is. So affiliate marketing is basically when a brand pays you based on how many units of a product you sell. So a typical sponsorship deal might be, Hey, we're going to pay you 5000 bucks to talk about our product in your video. An affiliate deal would be, we will pay you 15% or 12% or 8% of all the revenue that you drive us. Now, affiliate programs have gotten a bad rap for a long time in some circles. And that's because the brand is basically putting all the risk onto the creator. If you don't sell, you don't make any money. But on the flip side, if you sell a ton, you will make way more than you would have made had you just done a typical brand deal. So affiliate programs can work. Here's a few tips on doing them right. Number one, you want to pick something that's in your category and something that you talk about all the time anyways. So don't go out of your way or make it like, oh, I've got to you know interrupt my regular programming to talk about this product. Do something that's already going to be a part of what you talk about. So for example, if you're a chef and you're constantly doing cooking videos, maybe you do an affiliate program with all of your cookware so that you're going to use your cookware all the time, maybe make some money by trying to sell those in the video. And it's no harm, it's no foul, because at the end of the day, you're going to use that cookware anyhow. Same thing if you're a fitness influencer, if you're someone who talks about technology and gadgets, try to do affiliate deals with companies whose products you're using anyhow. The second thing is try to make those affiliate deals 
for a high-priced product. You know, the way it works is you want to focus more on selling a few of a high-priced item versus trying to sell a whole lot. You're probably not going to get a lot of volume. But hey, if you can move a product that's selling for a thousand bucks, twelve hundred, couple grand, and you're getting 10 or 15% of that, that's really good money. So those are a couple scenarios where affiliate deals make sense. I think there is so much opportunity for people to make money on affiliate deals. It doesn't have to be bottom of the barrel stuff. You can use, uh, you can work with respectable brands and uh, you can make some good money. So I like number one, affiliate marketing. I think you should look into that right now. Okay. Number two, professional services consulting, private talks on Zoom, all kinds of things that you can do selling your services one-to-one. Now, I like this and I also don't like this and I'll tell you why. So I like this A because it's really quick uh, and easy for a lot of people to make money doing this. If you're doing YouTube videos on nutrition, diet, again, if you're a chef, if you're giving out investment in my advice, if you're a stock picker, if you're doing graphic design work, if you're offering marketing or sales advice, there are so many categories where you're putting out content, people love it. But then how much would somebody pay you for a one-on-one consultation? I got a buddy on Twitter who's part of Real Estate Twitter. A lot of people talking real estate on Twitter. And I can't mention his name, but he charges about, I think it's like 3,500 bucks or 4,000 bucks for a one hour consultation. Here's how he does it. He ahead of time will say, okay, you know, book, book the time here. Make sure you tell me what you want to talk about in advance so I can do some prep work. Um, I'm going to send you a spreadsheet. I'm going to send you my calculator. I'm going to send you a whole bunch of documents. So there's some value add there. And then the one hour session you get, and then you pay. 4000 bucks. Now that's serious money. This guy's doing two or three uh, consulting gigs a week and he's he's raking it in. Now that's something that's really high value. It doesn't take a lot of time for you and it's something that you do every day anyhow. Uh, think about this in the diet space, in the fitness space, in the tech space, development, copywriting, whatever it is you offer, if you can do it on a one-to-one consulting basis, especially these days with Zoom makes it super easy, charge top dollar for it. I love that as a way to supplement your income as a creator. All right, let's move forward to number three. This is going to kind of build three, four, and five kind of build on each other. Okay. So number three is a newsletter. I love the idea of starting a newsletter as a creator for a few reasons. Number one, a newsletter scales much more quickly than you can. So there's only so much content that you can put out every single day, every single week. But a newsletter, as it grows, you can hire writers, you can have guest contributors, you can source content from other places, you can repackage and repurpose content. You can do all kinds of things to really hack the content game and build up the content without you having to constantly sit in front of a camera and make content. So I like that. Your your audience can grow very, very quickly. One newsletter can be sent to 1,000 people, 10,000, a million, 10 million. Makes no difference. There's so much software and programs out there these days to build newsletters. It's really simple. 
Um, and also, I like the fact that you can bring in other types of sponsors. Maybe on your own channel, you have a certain set of sponsors you work with, but in a newsletter, you can do all kinds of other things. It also lives beyond you. So think about it. You've got your channel that really revolves around you, but maybe your newsletter takes on a different brand name. You market it, you promote it, but you give it its own identity and the newsletter takes shape uh, by itself. And I love the idea of just having another vehicle, another media outlet that you own. Newsletters are something that every creator should be looking into. Okay. Number four is kind of a build on number two, which is professional services, but it makes you scale. So remember I said, there's one thing I don't like about professional services and that it's, that it's hard to scale. You only have so many hours in the day. And yes, while you can charge a lot for your time, if you're tethering your time to your income, you're naturally going to be capped. So how do you uncap that? Online courses. So after you get your groove going with professional services, you've got a really good you know, understanding of what people want to hear, how to deliver that information, you can create an online course. And you can do that. There's so much software out there to make online courses, make video courses. You can do you know, 10 courses or 10 sessions over one uh, specific course. You could have multiple courses. You can sell this either as a one-off or as a subscription if you want to keep it moving. Uh, so I love the idea of creating a course. Hard to do on day one, but if you get that professional service business going, then you could do online courses as well. Who could do this? Makeup tutorials, makeup artists uh, could do this. Interior designers could do this. Anybody teaching investment advice, financial advice, marketing, copywriting. Uh, we talked about real estate before, tech, web development, travel. There's so much you can do and teach with online courses. Look at Masterclass. Like, Look at all these people wanting to learn more online. You can create your own online course, monetize it, and have supplemental income that really goes a long way. Number five. This one's kind of fun. I've seen this done a couple times in different ways. It is the paid community. So having a paid community works if you are doing something that works well in a mastermind environment. So what am I, I mean by this? Well, think about certain areas like um, maybe it's used car sales or, or, or car collectors or watch collectors, any kind of collectible, uh, cryptocurrency, entrepreneurship, real estate. If you're in a category where people like to mastermind together, they like to come together, meet like-minded people, talk, exchange information, especially if it helps them make money, if people are actually getting better and growing professionally because of this mastermind type group, that is where paid communities come in really well. You already have a big audience. You already have a ton of people coming to you to learn stuff. Why not connect them with each other? And why not charge them for that? Again, there are platforms that will allow you to build paid subscription membership groups. Now, there are other ways to monetize as well. Maybe as part of the paid community, you get access to certain tools, certain software. Uh, you know, I've seen this done. If you check out um, biggerpockets.com in the real estate space, that's a paid community. You can sign up to be a part of it. You get access to the message boards, all kinds of other tools as well. I've seen this in the uh, graphic design community. I've seen it in the cryptocurrency community, the, the media world. So it exists everywhere. Creating your own paid community is a great way to monetize your audience. Okay. 
Number six, remember I said some of these build on, on the last one. So we talked about so far, quick review, affiliate programs, professional services and consulting, uh, newsletter, number four, online courses, number five, paid community. So number six, I'm going to say as a blanket statement, any kind of subscription service. So think about all the things we've talked about, the online courses, the newsletter, the professional services, anything that you're giving your audience, and especially if you want to get into software, which we'll talk about in one second, anything you give your audience, try to make it a subscription service. The reason is simple. It's going to be ongoing revenue versus having them pay you once and then not pay you again for a long time. So any kind of subscription service, maybe it's an SMS message or it's tips you send out, or again, it's a community. It's something that you offer that people pay for on a recurring basis. Subscription services are popping up in many different areas uh, of the creator world. I mean, look, look at OnlyFans. That's a subscription service. A little more risque, not sure OnlyFans is for everybody, but it's something that at least pays you over and over and over again. So think about that as you're building out any business in the creator world. Okay, number seven. This one's kind of fun. This one's a little more out there, but people are doing it. It's just going to take a bit of research before you uh, do it right. And that is acquiring a software company or acquiring any company, frankly, and then using your marketing skills and your audience to grow it. So let's take a step back. There are lots of places to buy successful businesses online. One place uh, popular right now is MicroAcquire. Shout out to Andrew Gazdecki, who's doing a great job building that company. There's a few others. Uh, you can buy websites, you can buy software tools, you can buy apps, you can buy operating businesses, e-commerce, D2C. There's a lot of businesses you can buy. Now, why would you want to buy a company? Well, well, simple. If you purchase a profitable company, you acquire a profitable company, $25,000, $50,000, $100,000. We can do another podcast episode on how to actually acquire a company, how to finance it. But when you buy a company that's profitable, doing well, paying for itself with cash flow, and then you plug your marketing system into it, you've got an audience. So you can drive audience to that company. That's going to be super valuable because owning a business normally, one of your biggest costs is marketing, customer acquisition. You've got a head start there. You're a creator. You've got a built-in audience. So you can do something that the current owner can't do. Now, if you're going to buy a company, make sure you've got an unfair competitive advantage with your audience. So... If you've got an online design group where you talk about home decor or art or graphic design or whatever, and you buy an online business that sells design services or whatever, templates or Shopify themes or whatever that looks like, make sure that those two match because you want to make sure that you can promote to your audience the business that you have just bought so and, and, and make customer acquisition really cheap. So I love the idea of acquiring a business that you can then sell to your audience. They can be your customers. Now, that's not going to... They're not all your customers. You're going to have to go out and buy customers eventually, market otherwise. But there's all kinds of ways to do that. On day one, you have a head start versus whoever owns that business today. Don't just promote other people's companies buy your own company and make it something special. A uh, couple other tips here for number seven, 
try to find an operator to run that company because again, you are the marketer. You're not going to be running that business necessarily day to day. So partner up or just make sure there's enough cash flow to actually pay someone else to run the company day to day. And uh, and make sure that you're buying something that is in your scope of competence, in your circle of competence, so you're not starting fresh. The other thing you could do, by the way, is just start a company. It's just much harder to start a company than it is to buy a successful company. All right, number eight. So number eight is a fun one. Fundraising. Fundraising for other companies. Now, before I go any further, just got to say, make sure you speak to a securities lawyer. I'm not giving out legal advice, financial advice, accounting advice. Uh, you've got to check on all this. But think about it like this. You guys know Kickstarter, you know Indiegogo, AngelList. There are lots of places for people to raise money online to fundraise for their startup. Um, there's a lot of creators uh, who are actually raising money for their startups online as well, raising money for from their followers. So think about this. Put two and two together. You've got a big audience in a certain category. There are startups who are launching businesses in those categories and need to raise money. Why not crowdsource and raise money from your audience? You have 500,000 people who are all interested in antique collectibles, whatever, and this guy's launching an antique collectible marketplace, why not raise capital from your audience? Everyone can throw in $1,000 and you can go ahead and raise this. Uh, the, the vehicle here be called a, a, a special purpose special purpose vehicle, SPV. I think it's a special purpose vehicle. So you would essentially be raising the money on behalf of all your followers. Again, there's some legal mumbo jumbo that goes into this. But the bottom line is you are uh, raising money for a startup. You can get paid a finder's fee for that. You can also take equity in the startup. So there's lots of ways to make money here. But think about your audience and think about how valuable it would be to have a megaphone when you're raising capital. So many content creators turn to the startup world when they, you know, they're starting their companies and they'll raise money from their audience. Why can't you do that with your audience for other people's companies? Again, speak to a lawyer, make sure you know what you're getting into, but there's tons of potential here. People are doing this right now. Okay, number nine, and this is the craziest idea, but I love it. And I think you should do it or at least look into it. And I know it's already being done anyways. NFTs, crypto, you, you can create your own NFT. And frankly, you can create your own cryptocurrency. Dogecoin, what the hell is it? It's made up. Solana, Bitcoin. You know, These are all just made up things that take on value because people attribute value to them. There's a pretty crazy hack. I was chatting with a buddy of mine who's I don't know how many tens of millions he's made in the crypto space, but you know, one of the hacks people will do is they'll create their own coin. You know, you'll, you'll mint a billion coin for yourself, and then you'll sell one or you'll put one in somebody else. You, you, you'll do an airdrop into somebody else's wallet, and you'll price that coin at a dollar. Okay, so now one dollar of that coin is in the market. You have the other billion minus one, and your billion minus one. You know, your 999 million whatever are therefore worth you know basically a billion dollars because the one in the market is worth a dollar and you have the rest of them so and it's a, it's kind of a crazy hack you're on paper i guess you're a billionaire but the point of this is 
If you can launch a cryptocurrency or NFTs, and people are doing this now all the time, you can make serious money and you can pr provide serious value. People love this stuff and it's a growing space. So why not create your own currency? Why not mint your own NFTs? Why not do that right now and get in on the trend? Make some money. Okay. So these are nine creative ways that creators can make money. Let's do a really quick recap. Uh, I hope I get these in order. So you've got affiliate marketing, professional services, newsletter, online course, uh, paid community, subscription communities, acquiring a software company or acquiring some kind of company and use your audience to market it and acquire customers, fundraising, and finally, starting your own cryptocurrency. I love it. Which one are you going to do? Make sure you follow me at Real John Davids on Twitter at R E A L J O N D A V I D S. You can get me on Instagram too at John underscore Davids, LinkedIn. Uh, but let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know how you think creators can make money. Which one of these you like the best? Tweet at me. Would love to hear about it. Hashtag making it. And I'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>